0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax Products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Man and Billy Mills Orchestra. I read in a magazine the other day that color plays a more important part in our lives than we realize. For instance, this article said that bright gay colors make us feel happier, more cheerful. Well, come to think of it, that's quite true. And I guess that's still another reason why so many women tell me they couldn't do without glow coat on their kitchen floors. It's a fact that Johnson's self-polishing glow coat does make the colors in linoleum seem surprisingly bright and fresh. Then again, the shine you get with glow coat is so much brighter, has such a brilliant sparkle. That's because Johnson's glow coat now gives you nearly twice as much shine as before. Of course, you can cheer up your kitchen with Johnson's Glow Coat quite easily. Glow Coat dries to a beautiful wax finish without rubbing or buffing. Saves you hours of work because dirt and spilled things wipe up so quickly. Try it, won't you? Brighter than ever, Johnson's self polishing Glow Coat to bring out the beauty of the home.
2: Live on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. <laughs>
1: majority of people hail the telephone as a miracle of convenient communication. But there are some who believe that Alexander Graham Bell should have taken up some other line of work, like maybe getting sawed in half by a magician. For instance, a phone can be a confounded nuisance when it starts ringing its fool head off while folks are trying to eat breakfast, such as at 79 Whisper Vista, the home of Fibber McGee and Molly.
3: Why don't somebody leave people alone while we're trying to eat breakfast? That's four times somebody's called us between the orange juice and the waffles.
4: Now, you calm yourself, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Anger is bad for the digestion. And after seven waffles, you're crowding the bicarbonate department. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Hello. Ouch! What the... Oh, you stuck your fork in your ear. (laughs) Put it down, pick up the receiver. Yeah.
3: Hello. Yeah, this is McGee. Who... Oh, Mort, too. Certainly I know tonight's the night we go bowling. My gosh, we've been bowling every Tuesday night since time Memorial. You think you've got to spend a nickel just to tell me about that?
4: Your breakfast is getting cold. I'll
3: be right there, Molly. And look, Mort, quit calling me up in the middle of breakfast. Use your brains if you got any. Oh, yeah? I'd like to hear you say that to my face, you big lemon head. Oh, pipe down, you big blabbermouth. <coughs> that was Mort Toops, pal of mine. <laughs>
4: Another waffle, dearie? How many I had? Seven. <laughs> There's enough batter left for one more.
3: Anybody here besides us? No. You had enough? Yeah. Okay, I'll take it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't
3: want to be a pig.
4: Be done in a minute. And as soon as the coffee gets good, I'll answer it this time again. Maybe it's No, me. no,
3: no, sir. You sit right where your dog gone our love boat. Let her ring.
2: Yeah, but what if it's I'm paying there? for the use
3: of that telephone. That telephone ain't paying for the use of me. Go ahead, bring, ting-a-ling-a-ling, see if I care. ish
2: <laughs> I
3: wouldn't lift a pinky to answer that phone if it was Ralph Edwards himself tipping me off to who was Miss...
4: Oh, you did it, sweetheart. You outweighted them.
3: You said it. Any time a handful of hard rubber and copper wire thinks it's going to run my life for me. <laughs> Wonder who that could have been, Carl.
2: <laughs> If it
4: was important, they'll call again. And I must say, I admire your fortitude. Just to sit there and let that phone ring.
3: It took character,
4: all right. Certainly did. Yes, Particularly when it might have been something really important. Like maybe you won a prize on the Irish sweepstakes. Huh? (laughs) Maybe somebody offering you a big job in Washington. Oh? Or maybe you got elected grand, exalted, double-malted high chief of the inner mysteries of the Gates of the purple circle of the BPOE.
2: (laughs)
3: Yeah. I mean, Oh, no, no. The Elks haven't got any such silly thing as that. <laughs> uh, although my name was mentioned rather prominently. Oh, no, no, no. It was probably just the wrong number. Don't you think?
4: No. Frankly, dearie, it sounded like a legitimate call to me. You gonna answer it if it rings again?
3: Yes, I think I've taught it a lesson now. <laughs> Gosh, I wish they would call back, whoever it was. I know a guy lost $8,000 once because he didn't answer the phone when the pot of gold program called him. Oh, I'll get it. That's them. They're calling back. Hello? Hello? Hello?
4: It was the doorbell, dearie. Huh? Oh. (laughs) Come in. Oh, hello there, Mr. Oldtimer. Hi,
5: Oldtimer. Hello there, kids. See you just about through breakfast. I'll come back later. What time do you have lunch? 12? I'll be back at 11.45. Hey, hey,
3: hey, hey. (laughs) Oldtimer. What say, Johnny? You didn't by any chance try to get me on the phone a few minutes ago, did you?
5: Not me, kids. Don't catch me squandering my hard-earned nickels just to hear somebody howling down a piece of wire. I guess I got that from Mama. Mama hated telephones. Couldn't hear a thing on them. Why not? We didn't have one. (laughs) Don't cross telephones, myself. My brother had a bad experience with one just last summer.
4: What happened to your brother, Mr. Oldtimer? Get his knuckle jammed in a return slot?
5: <laughs> nope. Got a wrong number. Find a call a tall red-headed number named Gladys and got a little sweet-talking peroxide number named Elizabeth.
2: <laughs>
5: got to talking, made a date, kept it up, got married, and look at my brother now.
2: <laughs> Tired
5: up for life with a wife and five healthy boys. Hey, wait a minute. Five boys? He just met her last summer. Yes, and a lazier bunch of brother-in-laws you never seen, Johnny.
4: No, sir, no telephones for me. Well, personally, I think we owe a great deal to the telephone, Mr. Oldtimer, culturally. Think of our thousands of artists and sculptors who got their starts carving their initials on the inside of telephone booths. What's the Yankee if he can't doodle? <laughs>
5: That ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> the way I hear it, one feller says to feller, Say, he said, just come from a meeting of a bunch of fellers planning to take over the government. That so, says t'other Subversives? No, says the first feller. Republicans. <laughs>
1: from the orchestra and on the avenue <laughs>
3: me up. You know, Molly, might have been something pretty important. might have been from some old friend, somebody who needs me.
4: Name one besides
3: me. <laughs> hey, I wonder if it could have been old Fred Nittany. Oh, Fred Nittany from Starved Rock, Illinois, the guy that I and he used to have a vaudeville act together once. I must have told you about Fred Nittany.
4: Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Williams, the weatherman. Hello, Mr. Williams.
6: Hi, foggy old man. Good day, Mrs. McGee, presumably. Good day, Mr. McGee. Slightly cooler. <laughs>
4: Say, did you
6: phone us about 9.15 this morning, Mr. Williams? No. No, I didn't. At 9.15, now let me see. What was I doing at 9.15? Oh, yes, I was... No, I wasn't either. <laughs> that was later. That was 9.25. What was? What I thought I was doing at
2: 9.15. LAUGHTER
6: No, I didn't call you, Mr. McGee. Well, that
4: eliminates uh, Mr. Williams, McGee. Well, thanks, Foggy. I'll bet
6: you get a lot
3: of phone calls in your racket, huh? Yes, yes, I do.
6: uh... My telephone calls fall into two distinct categories. Uh One kind starts out, will it be okay if we plan a little outing for today? And the other one goes, well, you loused up our picnic again, you rat.
4: (laughs) Anyway, Mr. Williams, it must be nice to be a weatherman and know whether or not to take an umbrella when you go out. Personally, I haven't guessed it right in years.
6: (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) May I tell you a little trade secret? Neither have I. (laughs) I have umbrellas scattered all over town. Well, I must get home and feed my groundhog. Good day. Probably.
3: I wonder if he does keep a groundhog.
4: You know, McGee. I wonder if Lloyd's of London insures Princess Elizabeth against bad weather on her wedding day. Well,
3: I doubt it, kiddo. Besides, there'd be so much excitement they wouldn't even notice a tornado. That wedding is sure going to liven things up in Buckingham Palace.
4: Well, into each rain some life must fall. <laughs> That's an old saying I just made
3: up. <laughs> oh,
1: doorbells, doorbells, doorbells! Why don't the telephone ring? Come in. Hello, Molly. Hiya, pal. Say, why don't you answer your telephone when somebody calls up?
7: Oh.
2: (laughs) So
1: it was you, was
3: it? Gee whiz, Omaha. I've been worrying my curly little head about frantic over that. You see, we were having breakfast Breakfast? At 10 o'clock last night?
4: Oh. Your call was at 10 last night.
3: You, uh, you didn't call at 9.15 this morning? No. Did somebody? Oh, dear. Hey, you know, this is getting serious. That phone call could have been from anybody in the world. I might be missing out on something big. Doggone it, why didn't I answer? Oh, what a fool I am.
1: Hey, pal, look. Lots of changes are being made in radio. Comics are being dropped like dry ice over the Dust Bowl. Fred Allen is changing sponsors. Television is sneaking up on us. Maybe Racine was calling. What do you think? Racine,
3: Wisconsin?
2: Uh-huh.
3: You mean the... After all these
2: years?
4: Thirteen years to be more or less exact. And thirteen is not what I would call a promising number.
1: Well, I'll tell you how we can find out, pal. After all, I'm in this as deep as you. Yeah. Hand me the phone, Molly.
4: Here, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Thanks. Hello, operator. Long distance, please. Yeah, tell him we want to find out. Long distance. I want the president of Johnson's Wax, Racine, Wisconsin. Yes, and would you... Huh? Who? Mert? Who? That's for me, Junie. I'll take it.
3: (laughs) Hello, Mert. How's every little thing, Mert? What say, Mert? Your uncle? Oh, that's too bad, Mert. Probably just sensitive. Yeah, a pinpoint ball, eh?
4: Don't you mean a ballpoint pen, dearie?
3: Mm. He just got out of the pen, and if anybody points at him, he balls.
2: <laughs> What's
1: Hamer? Oh, much of light. Hey, Judy, they got Racine for you. Come Thanks, on. pal. Hello, Racine. Is this uh, Mr. Johnson? Oh, this is Wilcox, Chief. Chief, they sure got the Indian sign on him. Eh? Quiet. Uh, look, uh, look, Chief. McGee got a call about 9.15 this morning, and I was... Oh, sure. I always stress the fact that Johnson's blowcoat is self-polishing. Well, you think I ought to hit it a little harder, eh? If he hits it any
4: harder, he'll go right through to the basement. <laughs> hey, Junie, what I'm Chief?
1: Oh, yeah, I always say that Johnson's blowcoat simplifies housekeeping yeah. by protecting the linoleum against dust and dirt and dampness and making spilled things so much easier to wipe up with a damp cloth. Well, oh, look, Chief, about 9.15 this morning. Huh? Yeah, yes, I know. Just pour a little out, spread it around with a long-handled apply, and 20 minutes or less it dries to a sparkling finish of protection linoleum with no rubbing and no buffing. Here, here, here. But... Give me that phone. Hey, Chief, this is McGee speaking. Did you call me this morning at... If... Huh?
3: Yes, Chief. He always stresses that glow coat is the finest... Per... Oh, sure, Chief. We, we all do. We're pitching every minute. Right, Chief. Okay, Chief. So long, Chief. Well, it wasn't Racine that called me.
4: Well, I will say that you boys solved the problem with the least satisfaction and the greatest expense possible.
1: (laughs) You'll have the charges transferred to your office phone, I presume, Junior? Why, certainly not. My office phone is for business calls only. This was personal. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Look, Waxy. Yes, pal? I'm beginning to understand how you lasted this long as a Johnson salesman, but I'm puzzled how you lasted this long as a friend. May I make a suggestion? Pray do. Go home. Okay, see you later, folks.
4: Well, he was a big help. Like a strong wind at a prairie fire, huh? <laughs> now, let me see
3: if the Elks Club didn't call, or Foggy Williams, or Harlow, or Racine. The worst of it is, I got a horrible feeling that that was a very important telephone call. Maybe Washington was one.
7: Come in.
5: Oh, hi, Boomer. Hello,
4: Mr. Boomer. Do come in. Thank you,
5: my dear. Thank you. And good day to you, Platty Puss. <laughs> nice to walk into a lovely home like this, through the door, getting a little old for windowsills. <laughs> Find it hard on the knees.
3: Hey, Boomer, you didn't happen to call me this morning for any reason, did you? I got a phone call. Banish
5: the thought, plowboy. Can't think of a more wasteful use for a nickel. No, indeed. Did you know the nickel will buy five copper pennies which properly flattened and glued in pairs? will serve as quarters and slot machines?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I got news for
3: you, Boomer. There aren't any slot machines in Wistful Vista. It's illegal.
5: <laughs> he has news for me. <laughs> you continue to keep the boy at home, my dear. You're doing a good job with him.
2: Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mr.
4: Boomer.
5: I've got a pair of those copper pennies right here someplace. If I can just pennies, pennies. Where did I put those pennies? Here's my autograph book, All Millionaire Signatures.
4: Oh, you collect autographs, Mr. Boomer?
5: Yes, I do, my dear. Gives me many a pleasant hour in the long winter evenings, practicing my penmanship. <laughs> Must keep busy, you know, always forging ahead.
2: <laughs>
5: yes, indeed. Here's a handy little cigarette lighter. Opens up into an acetylene torch. The fan belt that belongs to a crooner friend of mine uses it to belt his fans with.
2: <laughs> I
5: Jaw vanishing cream. Very handy when one is playing cops and robbers with cops. <laughs>
3: You're not going to tell us you rub it on yourself and vanish, Boomer.
5: Not at all, my boy, not at all. You merely round the corner and swiftly drop a guy of the vanishing cream over the sidewalk in front of the pursuer. Yeah? Ever see a 200-pound harness bull to a half-gainer into a trash can in full uniform?
2: <laughs> Very impressive
5: sight, yes, indeed. Oh, well, what do you know? No cop pennies. I've been robbed, victimized. Oh, dear. Must get right downtown and report this to the police. Yes, indeed. Horatio K. Boomer has had his pocket picked. Oh, how ironic can life be? <laughs> well, don't get up, my dear. I'll open the door. No, no, Boomer, not that door. No, that's the hospital. No. <laughs> out this treasure trove for you one of these days, or nights. <laughs>
2: the
1: King's Men and
8: Sipping Cider by the cider
1: Z. How'd
2: you like to take a journey to a
8: land across the ocean blue? Come and see the arms of whirling mills, waving to the sleeping hills, wouldn't we be? Wouldn't it be more than heavenly With you so close to me? Love can be sublime in tulip time Tulip time, tulip time And suddenly our tulips touch Would I be in Dutch?
0: And if
8: we get the chance We'll put on our wooden shoes and dance Our joy will be complete That'll be a real Dutch treat Darling, if you say you'll marry me The soon will be F-A-L-O-D. Sip, the beside the Sip the sea, sea, Come and by the side inside the cider-sea, the side of the side the side of the side of the side of the side of the 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 the
3: The cider, oh, darn it, Molly! I'm I'm just beat. I'm whooped. Why didn't I answer that phone this morning? Anyhow, no telling what I might have passed up. Hey, I know what I'll do. What now? I'm going down to the phone company. I'll get right at the source of this thing. I'll find out. Grab your hat. Where's my muffler? Where's my overshoot? I'll
4: get... There. Now, hold everything impulsive. Company. Come in. Oh, hello there, Dr. Gamble. Good
3: day, my dear. Hi, Band-Aid.
2: <laughs>
3: and how are you today, tall, blonde, and handsome? Who, me? I'm tall, blonde, and handsome? Yes, in a short, dark, and repulsive sort of way.
4: <laughs> I'm glad you stopped in, doctor. Did you, by any chance, call us on the telephone at about 9.15 this morning?
3: No, I did not. You're positive, Docy. I want to know for sure. I simply got to find out what that call was. How do you know your telephone rang? We sat
4: right there and
2: listened to it.
3: Why didn't you answer it? Or am I too inclined to simplify things?
2: <laughs> I didn't want to
3: answer it because I already had answered the dad thing four times and I was getting tired of answering it. You're sure you didn't call me, Doc? Look, trowel knows. From 7.35 this morning until the hour of 8.22, I was engaged in removing the appendix from a wealthy industrialist who will pay unwittingly for removing the tonsils from a newsboy which took until 9.21, at which time I went to breakfast. Does that answer your question?
4: Yes, I guess it does. (laughs) Ha, 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 at last. There's my call.
3: They call me back. Now I'll know. Hello, this is McGee speaking, and the reason I didn't answer the phone before... Huh? Oh. Oh, Okay. (laughs) For you, Doc. Thank you. Hello, Gamble speaking. Oh yes, Mrs. Clatterhatch.
4: Her again. Uh, what
3: was that, Mrs. Clatterhatch? Well, I've told him a dozen times what to do for that skin irritation. Cut out the starches. Okay, Mrs. Clatterhatch. Goodbye. Starches in his diet? Oh, in his laundry. His neck is all scratched up.
2: <laughs> well,
3: I I hope you solve your childish problem, problem child. Good day, my dear. Good
2: day, doctor.
3: That illuminates another possibility.
4: Now I gotta go downtown and see if the phone company has got
3: a record of that call. Get your hat, kiddo. Come on, let's all go. All right,
4: Miggy, I'll be right with you. Be sure all the windows are closed and
3: the doors Okay, I'll shut them up tight. Oh, there goes a the good kid. Greatest thing that ever happened to me was the day she decided to ignore everybody's advice and marry me, anyhow.
7: <laughs>
3: Flying in the face of public opinion like that took courage. Oh, now, come in.
7: Hi, mister. Oh, hi, sis.
3: Look, I want to ask you a question. Did you or did you not call me on the telephone at 9.15 this morning?
7: Yes.
2: You
3: did? No. You didn't? Yes. Now, wait a minute.
7: <laughs>
3: can't you answer a straight question, yes or no?
7: Not if you can't ask one, I bet you. Huh? You asked me if I did or did not, yes or no. You can't answer that question, yes or
3: no. Well, you can't. Uh, let's start over.
7: Okay. Hi, mister.
3: Hello, Teeny. <laughs>
7: hey,
3: did you call me up this morning at 9.15? Why? Doggone it, why do you have to be so exact? Look, say, this is very important to me, sis Please, did you call me up this morning?
7: No No No, I didn't call you up, mister I was in school at 9.15 this morning Oh,
3: I see
7: I got a prize today for being tidy
3: A prize for being tidy? Sure.
7: I have the neatest desk in the whole school.
3: <laughs> you mean tidy.
7: That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I always keep my desk tidy. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: a very good trait, or trait, it? Yeah? <laughs> How do you keep your desk so neat?
7: Oh, I got a system, mister. I worked it out. Yeah? I just take all my books and crayolas and pen wipers and comics and dolls and stuff. And
3: pile them up neatly?
7: No, I shove them in Willie Chooks' desk. <laughs>
3: Come on, (laughs) Missy. She's cute. (laughs) Hey, Molly, hurry up! I want to get downtown to the phone company. Come on. Here's the phone
2: company, dearie. Come on. Yeah, we
4: got here quick.
3: Boy, oh, boy, I hope they got a record of that call. My gosh, I should have thought of this thing early this morning, Molly. I might have been in touch with Washington or whoever it was by now and had the whole...
4: Yes. Now, let's see. I wonder which window we go to to ask about it. Good afternoon. Can I help you?
3: That all depends, sis. We
4: don't know just what department we want, you see. I am Miss Eager in customer relations. I'll be very happy to direct you.
3: Well, I'm glad to know you, sis. We're Mr. and Mrs. Fibber McGee. I'm Mr. McGee, and my wife here is Mrs. McGee.
4: (laughs) How do you do, I'm sure?
3: Uh, look, sis, we live at 79 Whistle Vista, and I got a phone call this morning, something important, and it stopped ringing before I could get to answer it.
4: Yes, and we were wondering if your office might have a record of the call or something. I realize it's pretty unusual, well, just but...
2: sit down here a moment, please, and I'll see what I can find out for you. Now, uh, what time was the call?
3: 9.15, sis. I marked down the time because...
2: And your phone number is...
3: Louisville Vista, 1073. You see, we always have breakfast. Mr. McGee, I'm delighted to say that I have that call right here on this list. You have? Wonderful. My gosh, this. what was it? Who called? What about?
4: I called you myself.
3: What? You
2: did? Yes. We're conducting a survey of our subscribers, Mr. McGee. And at exactly 9.15 this morning, I called to ask you if your telephone service has been
4: completely satisfactory.
2: Oh. Has it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the
4: service has
3: been splendid Thank you for inquiring Very courteous gesture Thank you And may we wish you a very merry Christmas And a happy to get out of here
2: Come
1: and Molly return in a moment You know, when you enter a home where the floors, furniture, and woodwork are wax protected, the first thing you notice is how beautiful it all is. Well, it's a fact. Nothing adds quite the same beauty as wax. Think about it for a moment, and you'll realize that that package of Johnson's Wax on your shelf is not just a product. It's a method of housekeeping. A means of protecting all kinds of surfaces in your home. It's a way to save yourself hours of tedious housework all year long and have a clean, shining home that your friends will envy You see, when you apply Johnson's Wax, you add an invisible film of tough protection, a film that wards off dirt and still things, and is easy to dust because it's hard and dry. When you polish that wax film, your floors and furniture glow with rich, mellow beauty. Add to that the hundred extra uses for this wax throughout your home, and you'll understand what I mean by wax housekeeping with Johnson's Wax, paste or liquid. There's nothing else like it to bring out the beauty of the home.
2: Look
4: on the right side, side up the right side, bring out the beauty of the whole. You know, McGee, I'm awfully glad that phone call wasn't from Washington with a big job for you. Oh, I don't know. I
3: wouldn't mind being an ambassador or something in the
4: diplomatic service. Oh, you'd be fine, dearie, with mm. all those diplomats. You betcha. <laughs> but I'd get pretty tired having cheese every day for the diplomatists. Uh, the uh, diploma. Uh, Say, uh, what do you call a diplomat's
2: wife, anyhow? Mrs. Oh.
1: Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.